Welcome to 5-Minute Fever. I'm your host, Kayla Hegret, and my goal is to get you in God's Word and fired up with the Holy Spirit. Now, we are starting to come towards the end of Mark. We're finishing up a lot of Jesus' teaching and preaching and some of his miracles, and we're going to be entering into Holy Week soon, so I'm super excited about that because as we stand in the year, we are also heading towards Resurrection Sunday. We are coming up to Good Friday, and so I'm really excited that we're getting to that section in Mark. And so I want us to turn our Bibles this morning to Mark chapter 10, verses 1 through 12, which says, Jesus then left that place and went into the region of Judea and across the Jordan. Again, crowds of people came to him, and as was his custom, he taught them. Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful? For a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because of your your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. When they were in the house again, the disciples asked Jesus about this. He answered, Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. So this is one of those really hard teachings. And I think this is even hard for us today. Because divorce is, let's be honest, pretty easy in American culture. For the most part, if you don't want to be married, you don't have to. And in this time, it was quite the same way, especially for men who, as it says, can just write a certificate of divorce and send their wife away. I mean, all they had to do was just be displeased with their wife and they could send her on her way. Now, I love how the Pharisees came and asked them this question because this is a really divisive question and I really think their intention was to try to get Jesus to slip up and not stand by his moral ways and you know Jesus starts them off well what did Moses command you like why don't you answer the question for me and let's go from there where are you trying to get at this morning and so I love that Jesus flips the script on them and so what they're replying to is from Deuteronomy 24 verses 1 through 4, which says, If a man marries a woman who becomes displeasing to him because he finds something indecent about her, and he writes her certificate of divorce and gives it to her and sends her from his house, if after she leaves his house, she becomes the wife of another man, and her second husband dislikes her and writes her a certificate of divorce, gives it to her and sends her away from his house, or if he dies, then her first husband, who divorced her, is not allowed to marry her again after she's been defiled. That would be detestable in the eyes of the Lord. Do not bring sin upon the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. So as we see, this gives the man a lot of the power. But I kind of love that at the end, Jesus also mentions women. And if she divorces her husband and marries another man, she commits adultery. So here we see Jesus implying the the importance of women just as much as men, that we have just as much say-so in a divorce as a man does, even though 
these Pharisees ask specifically for a man, Jesus replies as both parties can have significance in a divorce. They both can come to the table sending each other away. Now here's what here's what the thing is, is that ancient teachers of the law sometimes recognized that some of Moses' laws were written as concessions to human weakness. Civil laws don't necessarily represent God's ideals and typically they were merely in place to limit human sin. And so that's what Jesus was getting at, is that your hearts were hard, meaning Jesus knew that these people had committed so much sin and that they were going to keep sinning. So what did Moses do? Moses gave them a law to kind of curtail it, to kind of curb it, to kind of set them on a path that wasn't as bad as what they were doing. And so we can see this kind of laws in place. So when we look at things like Leviticus 18.18, that forbids marrying a wife's sister, but polygamy is not allowed. Or if we look at Exodus 21, verses 26 and 27, it limits the abuse of slaves, but again, it does not outlaw slavery. So these are things that we know God intended for us to have one partner, and he didn't necessarily want us to have slaves. But instead of just saying slaves are outlawed, polygamy is outlawed, what he did because he knew our hearts were weak is he made, the, he made laws so that we would curtail our sin. And so that's what Jesus is talking about. Jesus is trying to call them into a higher moral law. He's trying to say, hey, this is the divine will. As God created us as partners. And so that's what it needs to be is that whoever God puts in place for one another, how dare you separate them? And we should not be separated. So he's putting importance on the unity of marriage. He's saying marriage shouldn't be taken so lightly that you just marry someone silly nilly and then divorce them later. But divorce should not be an option even in your mind when you are marrying someone. Divorce should be literally the last thing. It should not even come to the table. So Jesus is really trying to get us to focus on not that we can, because our civil law says we can, but that we should focus on a divine law, which says we shouldn't. And so I think we should take that away today, that we should take away that our partners, who we choose for the future and who we're with now, we should see the importance of why God gave them to us or why God is going to give them to us and that we should honor that relationship above all else. So would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord God, Lord, I thank you that you have come to the custom of teaching us. Lord God, that's what it says in this passage is that when we have gathered around you, you come with the custom of teaching us. And so, Lord, I thank you for your teaching this morning about divorce about the importance of marriage and the marital relationship, that it's not something to just throw away, but it's something to honor that you created and brought us together. So Lord, I just want to pray that over us today for all of us married people, that we would see our spouse in a new light, that we would see the seriousness of the commitment we have made. And Lord God, for all my single folks listening in, I also want to pray that they would prepare their hearts and prepare their souls for a commitment that is beyond themselves. So that when they are ready and they come to the table, Lord, that they are making that commitment with a full heart. And they are making that knowing that divorce should not be on the table and that this is a lifelong commitment. Even though we can doesn't necessarily mean that we should. Lord God, I just want to pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to next time. Please visit my website, 5minutefever.com, so you can subscribe and share to get the next episode, and so we can show people it's possible to get a big word from God without having to spend hours in the Bible.